With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, Matt here from Runaway Threat. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 6. Here we go, alright. Just to start things off, give you a little rundown of what we're doing. You guys know the drill. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, this new season getting started. We're going to be doing, we're going to be playing a new uh, segment on this day. That's right, because we got a fun little video to talk about. We've got Be the GM. Mike's got some Who's That Pokemon coming up. We're going to get you guys primed for what's going on with the World Juniors and which games to pay attention to over the next week. Uh, that and so much more. But uh, before we get rolling here, we do have, you know what? Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Listeners and uh, podcasters, when when you have your ad on, on time, it makes it to the stream. So congratulations, Europuck Podcast, for doing a good job of knowing that you have your ad due this week and you had it done. So so good on you guys. So here it is. Make sure you check out Europuck Podcast. Remember, we had them on uh, a few months ago. So this is the show that I, I'm subscribed to on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, but here's a, a quick clip. Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. Alright. <laughs> yeah, that it's good to see Nigel McGinnis is getting into the hockey game too. I uh couldn't be <laughs> it's a quick little joke uh, out there for all you wrestling fans. Um Mike, how are you doing? Looks like you're you're ready for wrestling. You got your your WWE uh Detroit Red Wings t shirt that we got on the night <sighs> on the night that started the woos that uh the infamous woos at Little Caesars Arena that everybody hates all started WWE night at uh, <laughs> for the Red Wings. Big night for us. We met uh, Darren McCarty, right? Didn't we? Yep. We got we got to meet uh, Sir Darren himself. We got a free <laughs> contact tie out of that. Of course, uh, uh, he was knighted uh, after the turtle incident, so that was you. You couldn't do anything but. Uh, but go ahead, continue. Was he knighted? Was he knighted by Cheech and Chong? Uh, uh, what knighthood is he part of? Uh, the Green Brigade? <laughs> uh, I just know. Yeah. Doug Benson, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> um, Matt Riddle yeah. was there. Uh, I know he was at the ceremony. I don't think he was. Bro. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, it was really nice to meet Darren. Um, I don't know if he's going to remember that night. Um, but, uh, he, he was, uh, he was feeling good. I think we could both, we both picked up on that and he was having a good night. Um, but yeah, these were really nice. Got little Red Wing shirts here. W.E. on them. Um. Not quite as nice as the Red Wings rant. Red heathered no, sweatshirt. No, I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of shirts kind of hang their head in shame compared to that one. Uh, <laughs> pretty nice. Uh, of course, if you want to be a part of this awesome sweatshirt uh, game, uh, you can go to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. It's on the homepage. Just click shop. You'll see everything. Uh, Brothers of Discussion as well as Red Wings Rant. There's a really cool, I wish... I had it right now to show off Red Wings Rant mug that's on the way for me. Because I said, why don't I have the Red Wings Rant mug? Because we record this show in the morning. I should get the Red Wings Rant beer beer glass, the Red Wings Rant mug, have my coffee and my beer ready to go every Sunday morning at 9 as we do, you know, as normal people do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Maybe if you live in Buffalo and you're getting ready for a Bills game, you do that. But uh, you know, we're, we're on that train as well. That's right. Yeah. Bills Mafia. Do they still? Are they still slamming each other through tables, even though there's no... <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're still doing that, but just you saying that made me... Uh, I forgot that there's people who get excited on Sundays to watch their local football team. <laughs> I forgot that there's a thing where, uh, you know, it's it's Sunday's a treat. Um, instead, we just find something... We start quilting uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. every afternoon on Sunday. Um <laughs> Yeah, we can dive into it, Matt. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this the the first little section here. Great thought... news: the ends have spoken. All right, we've decided there's a season. Wait, that's not on my list. That's not first. We've decided there's a season. Wait, there's there's more breaking news, Matt. There's no breaking news, Mike. We're getting everybody primed and juiced and ready, and we get them ready for the season. By playing uh, our new segment of, of On This Day, uh, of course, uh, Dylan Larkin scoring uh, his 12th of the season on December 20th, 2015. I, I, that's the way I put it. Big D scored his 12th of the season after creating his own offensive zone possession. Look at that. Creates the offensive zone possession, creates the turnover, gets in front of the net. Look at him skating to the front of the net right there. Beautiful. Uh, and of course, Mike, uh, you got to give the C, hashtag give the C to Big D. Uh, I don't know if there's any better way <laughs> to put that. Well, I think there's a lot of hashtags out there for Larkin, but uh, giving the C to Big D is is really the only way I want to know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, he hasn't gotten the C yet, but that I like that video because he did get a big puss right on the ice. There you go. What? Oh. Octopus. There's a picture oh, of a puss on it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm yeah. glad I said that. Yeah, the clarification was. Uh, <laughs> we needed that. that. Yeah, um, there was yeah. a lucky fan sliding across the ice on that one. There was a. Uh, <laughs> there's a squid. Uh, but yeah, Matt, I didn't know if uh, um, we we're going to talk about the NHL. The, no, I'm just going to keep watching this video because it, it's beautiful. I, it's a. Uh, <laughs> The day of old, uh, when you could you could trust uh, Mr. Datsuk and Mr. Zetterberg to uh, to give you a good good night's sleep because uh, the Red Wings had a winning record, uh, and of course Dylan was added to that mix. It was it was a beautiful time. All right, yeah, you're right. We should. Well, uh, we should I mean, uh, well, we talked about winning records, um, right. Matt. I don't know if we're gonna have that this season. 
Uh, the the Ets have spoken. What? Uh, the Ets have spoken. Uh, the NHL overlords have decided there's going to be a season. My God, we've we've finally crossed that threshold, Matt. It's going to be a 56 gamer, and uh, we talked about getting some divisional realignments. Obviously, all of Canada gets to hang out with each other. I don't, I don't think there's any uh, qualms with that, Matt. Qualms? Single qualm? Uh, I mean, there is the fun little tidbit that if Canada can't figure out how to get all these teams together, or at least accept the beginning of the season, which yeah. uh, there's some pushback, then all the Canadian teams are going to have to play in the U.S., and I could not be more tickled by that being a fact. I uh, <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. That so uh, the- Gary Bettman is, uh, you know, Mr. Burnsing, and excellent. And then we're going to move these guys. Yeah, because it happened, uh, like, in the NBA, Toronto had to go play in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, God, was it the um, in baseball? They had to go play in Buffalo, New York, I want to say, something like that. Um, so it might be seven NHL teams have to, uh, I don't know if they're going to find a stadium in New York again, go to Florida. Maybe they'll, you know, find a province with a state kind of uh, parallel to them. Maybe go play in the Dakotas. Let's get a team in the Dakotas, Matt. Maybe Idaho, huh? Big uh, yeah. I, Idaho I, Nordiques, huh? You excited for that one? Maybe no, I just, I, I just can't. I can't wait for the big announcement that all the Canadian teams are going to be well, playing in Arizona. Like uh, with the divisional realignment, uh, I, you know, a couple of sports have talked about why do we do this um, like conference seeding, right, when it's playoff time? Why don't yeah. we just have one to 16, two fight 15, and down the line? So the Red Wings are kind of going to get to enjoy that because in the divisional realignment, not only do they get to battle the Stanley Cup winners, they also get the runner-up out of the Stanley Cup. So essentially one or two is going to be battling the final seed in the 31-team National Hockey League. So, Matt, do you foresee the Red Wings uh, winning a single game in this uh, realignment? (laughs) You know, honestly, this does look like like the toughest division right now. And it's it's got to be an absolute well. Like, can I add a caveat? Yeah, it's the toughest division in hockey for the Red Wings. Now, Tampa Bay and Dallas are like, ooh, oh, that's uh, right. we got a nice uh, soft yeah. schedule. We got Red Wings, right. Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, serve them up, baby. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. If you weren't if you weren't sick of uh, you know Hedman of. Uh, Quite a few times a season, throw a Miro Heiskanen in there. That's why not. That's <laughs> also devastating to our uh, win column. No Montreal. And, yeah, what the hell's up with that? Yeah, let's. Uh, Montreal. Nice to be on the phone right now. Just calling Batman. Calling the, the the president of Canada. What does Canada have? A president? The um. We don't have a prime Justin minister. No, not uh. You know, yeah, get him on yeah. the <laughs> Dude, we uh, need to no, I mean, Montreal, I need to yeah, let's do it. Quebec and Montreal should have been, what do you call that? It would be like excommunicated or, or, or banished from Canada uh, for what happened last year to the Detroit Red Wings. So I, I don't think they should count as a Canadian team after that 0-4 season. Um, I I think it makes sense that, that they should be the ones that have to struggle. That's their, that's your punishment. You lose. You lose to the worst team. I think the worst team. Remember the Lions and uh, the Cowboys when they both sucked. They would always play each other, and they'd be zero and nine. Yeah, like in the mid two thousand. Yes. Yeah, that's that should keep happening. All right, 
Uh, I'm sure Canadians fans uh, don't agree with that. We made it to the, the bubble teams. Um, all right, so, uh, Mike, the last big fuck you uh, to the non-bubble teams after uh, losing out on uh, Lafreniere and, <laughs> and uh, you know, not being able to play since March, not even giving them, like, an exhibition little, yeah, you guys can play each other for a couple weeks. Come on into the bubble. Why not? Make your own bubble. Nope. Uh, they've already pushed back the starting date for those non-bubble teams. It was supposed to be the 28th. Literally, not even a, sne a sneeze later was it switched to the 31st. And, of course, on top of that, it's the 31st. Like, these guys <laughs> haven't played since March. So the NHL went, how about a holiday? Like, you'll start on a holiday. You want to start early? You're going to start on New Year's Eve. So... The, the last big F you, I think, to every non-playoff team uh, from the bubble is you you lose that 28th, December 28th start date, and you have to start on a holiday. So you're not you're not getting trashed on uh, you're not getting trashed on champagne. Uh, this so, New Year's Eve uh, hockey fans or yeah, hockey I don't, players. Uh, I don't know if Indeed or Monster would uh, if that was like the job offering. You know, all right, so. You don't get any PTO. You actually start on a holiday. Um, and you don't get any paid training. Uh, you're just basically going to play one extra day. Uh, right. You're going to practice one extra day. And then you're going to be with us, who've been playing hockey a lot more uh, currently than you have. So, you in? Also, uh, I don't know if you saw, you get to defer 10% of your salary to next season. So, hopefully you're on a two-year deal. I like the where they go, are you in? Because then the follow-up sentence is, because it doesn't matter what you think. You, this is what we're doing. So you're, We've you're, all decided for you. Uh, <laughs> so welcome aboard. All right. uh, one, one little uh, asterisk on, uh, on people being in, uh, I actually thought was pretty neat. Uh, I, I know. Oh, about the individual players. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if a player opts out, a team can decide whether that player still owes them a year. I think. I actually really like this. I would never expect this to come from the NHL. I, I thought this was a really good idea. Um, like, I, I guess, I guess it would kind of suck for the player, but ultimately, you know, you're you're paying them for a year of service. So if they choose not to play, you didn't sign them to just have them as a part of your roster. Right, <laughs> you know the DNP list. I'm uh, on the booster team. You know, I'm just out there handing out flyers. Right. Hey, we got a big hockey game. You don't want to miss it. You know, so kind of like Sorry. what you do for. Uh, you know. Yeah, this is this yeah, is one yeah. of those things where I I would totally expect the NHL not even to address it. So I I, I, yeah. I actually think this is kind of neat. And when I read it in the description of what's going on with this upcoming season, I, I don't I don't want to say like I was floored or anything. I think I was just kind of like, all right. They're actually putting some thought into this. Um, but the other thought that made me laugh was that this absolutely this season, Mike, cannot go past July twenty third. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Olympics start. Oh, no, I the the fear of running into look. There's a sport that people are actually going to watch. We can't go. I feel like it'd be like Fred Willard was in that meeting. No, damn it! You can't go up against the Olympics. You, nobody's gonna watch the NHL. You gotta have it. He crawled. Yeah, he crawled out of his grave. To, to let me let me pitch an idea to you. Okay, we can either have a, uh, a hockey game on the ice, or you can watch the world's uh, 
greatest shot putter. <laughs> it's no contest. The shot putters are going to be getting the Nielsen ratings, gobbling those up like a Pac-Man. We've got no shot. <laughs> I say we have a 56-game season, and uh, there's there's no vote. I'm taking over. I think that's all we can do at this point. Um, I'm going to send that. Uh, we'll have to send that to Eugene Levy to make sure that if they need to replace Fred, yeah, we get on the call. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, mean, was, was that the only reason that for the 56 game schedule, they just mathed out when the Olympics start, when the shot putters are going to be playing, uh, exactly. doing trial runs, and uh, we, we can't overlap. Absolutely, right? this is the last draw. We can't. We can't also lose to shot putting. We're not going <laughs> to let happen. I, I mean, I, I, it does kind of paint itself that way. I would not be surprised. And uh, honestly, I don't blame them either because it's not like the NFL would win over the Olympics. It's not like the NBA would. I mean, it's the Olympics. It's that 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 thing transcends all demographics. It's something where all of a sudden we're like, let's support America. <laughs> I'm on board with the U.S. again. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so. I, I mean, we joke, but honestly, I mean, that, that would be that would be the ticket. Uh, USA all the way. All right. Uh, Mike, is there anything else we need to touch on with these new updates? Uh, we got our uh, – we did the divisional alignment where we're not going to win. Um, shot putting, overcoming the NHL. I think we might be ready to crack one open, Matt. Woo! All right, everybody. It is uh, the Rochester Mills. 12 Days of Christmas, uh, Milkshake Stout uh, Drinkathon from Edwards <laughs> <laughs> Ranch. Uh, we, uh, we have been trying, let, let's see, how, let me, I actually have this written down, so I don't know why I'm trying to re uh, remember it, but uh, uh, we'll be tasting the beers uh, for flavor, match the beer's name, uh, drinkability, the packaging, and then provide an overall score. Uh, Mike, if I if I could, I could run down our last few scores. Uh, I think we I, need to to kind of give some context about. Uh, we really need a win this week. This yeah. Week. So the last the last one we had was the the triple layer decadence, which was just straight up coconut beer, uh, and they painted this picture of work. I mean, calling it triple layer decadence. I mean, maybe I'm the moron who doesn't know that's another name for German chocolate cake, but uh, that was the situation we were in. Uh, Mike, we had the King Cake, which uh, it was such a terrible beer. It's not even on my scoreboard, so I apologize there. Mike, we had the Gingerbread, which was uh, spicy. It was spicy. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, there's spices in gingerbread cookies, but not, like, chilies. <laughs> um, and what was uh, what was our other garbage uh, beer that we've had? Uh, was, that, was that it? The King Cake, the Triple Layer, and the Gingerbread. And we're looking, Mike, for something more along the lines of a double chocolate or that peanut butter cup yeah, stuff. I, uh, yeah, you know, like you mentioned, the uh, I don't. We're just gonna keep ripping up that coconut one, but triple layer decadence. You know, you said maybe that was a uh, some ulterior name for a, a German chocolate cake, but uh, for me, if that's the case, like I just made a gaseous flourish and. You know, that's that's just a fart. So I don't care how many adjectives you put on right. it. It was still a bad beer. It was a yeah, bad we gave cake. It, uh, we gave it a 1.26 uh, in regards, yeah. to, like, out of 10. And, like, our double chocolate for me was an 8.3. The peanut butter stout, peanut butter cup stout was an 8.58. So there's there's some context for everybody. Mike, your highest yeah. rated beer was also the peanut butter cup stout at 9.1. 
and you gave the uh, coconut bullshit 1.12. <laughs> so let's let's crack this mother effer open. Come on, we need one. You got this. All right. This is uh, the Red Velvet Cake Milkshake Stout. <sighs> or I'm sorry, the Red Velvet Ale. That oh, just uh, ale? that oh, just dropped boy. it down a peg. Oh boy, here we go. I know. I was enjoying. Uh, oh my god, it smells wonderful. So I I, I joked around before uh, we got this started, and I was like, I hope they didn't get the red from just cracking a bunch of radishes into the beer. And they're like, look, now it's red. <laughs> and you said, what did you say? That sounded straight out of The Hobbit. That was. <laughs> it did. It's a beer made of radishes. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not it's getting one. Juice. I'm, I'm not getting one. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Oh. Like, I'm getting, oh my God, I'm getting cream cheese. You got cream cheese? Is that a euphemism or you tasted it? <laughs> my God, I'm, I'm loving this beer. I'm making cream cheese right now. Um, <laughs> no, it's red velvet cake. It's, I smell and taste the cream cheese. This was not what I was expecting. Do you smell and taste the cream cheese? Ah. Oh. Oh, this nothing is, is uh, yeah, nothing like uh, a little cream cheese in a can. Uh, this is this is pretty tasty. I was a little skeptical when I saw the uh, the ale because I think uh, sweet sweet flavoring like cocoa nibs and yeah. uh, and stout just go together. But uh, yeah, I think this ale and cocoa nibs is is working out pretty nicely. And this is a good time to bring up if we could have drops. I would love the Vince Vaughn from Anchorman, where redemption is spelled, and we're going to spell out red velvet. R e d v e l v e t. Is that a terrible reference? Is that remember redemption is spelled R o n? Mike drops. Well, like it was totally, it was totally the right route to go to spell out red velvet. But for some reason, I just wanted you to spell out cocoa nibs because it's just my favorite buzzword right now. Man, Apparently, that's how you get milkshake stout flavors from cocoa nibs because that has been on the ingredients list that's for everyone. If you have a bag of cocoa nibs in your cabinet right now, you are one step towards making a delicious I, beer. It's a waste of cocoa nibs if it's not already part of your plan. Um, so. Mike, uh, I'll, I'll get going here. Drinkability, easily one of the better, better tasting uh, milkshake stouts we've had. Yeah, I, I gotta say this is this is up there. I, I don't think it can match the peanut butter stout, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go eight point four and match that uh, Imperial Java we had. Wow. Uh, so that that does a lot of damage, folks, because uh, the drinkability matches. It's, it's got our taste mixed in there. It's got how many of these do you think you could down in a single day? All those ideas mixed together. So we yeah. weighed it three times in our main score. So that's, uh, that's an 8.4 for me. I'm going a, uh, I think it's real good, but uh, I did kind of want to try it as a stout. So going with the, with the ale is, is good, but it's going to knock it down just a smidge. Give me a 7.9 on this puppy. You could make the argument it is more drinkable that for that reason because the stouts are pretty hard to down all day. Uh, you're pretty much one stout and done in my my usual grading scale. Uh, now matching the flavor, Mike, I tasted goddamn cream cheese in this thing, and I was just expecting red velvet red velvet cake. So I gotta go, I gotta go pretty high on this. I, I'm I'm shocked that we got some cream cheese. 
You know what I'll say is that uh, a few of these beers, I think going going in, you'd be like, oh, there's the flavor. And then it would kind of travel down the old tongue down into the, you know, the floor cerebellum. And uh, the flavor would disappear. But this, like, cakey, cream, cheesy flavor is lingering all the way through. So, Matt, give me an 8.6. Holy crap. All right, so I was also going to go in that realm, and this was actually going to be so. Even with the peanut butter milkshake stout, uh, Mike, you gave that one a nine point one. So I, I'm actually going to go higher. And part of the reason that we 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 downgraded the for me the peanut butter stout was that it did die off pretty quick. But this one, I still feel like I have a piece of cream cheese cake or a red velvet cake in there. So I'm, I'm going to go. That, uh, yeah, everlasting gobstopper feel to it. Um, or what was that? What was the gum with the different uh, flavors that would you know kind of uh, cycle through? It kind of reminds me of that. It's still there. Flavor something. Yeah, and then it had like a like a turkey dinner or something, then a blueberry pie, and yeah, you turned violet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the can, Mike. Uh, that's our last item on the list here. Now I know what they're going for, right? Like red right. velvet, and it looks, yeah, it looks like, like uh, a red velvet rope. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of the, because uh, this is a Red Wing show, the uh, Redford Theater um, in Michigan. It yeah. showed old-timey movies around Christmas time. You used to be able to go to the movies. Remember that? Yeah. And they built a, a big Christmas scene with a little, uh, you know, mechanical uh, choo Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this. Not a train. No, uh, clarification. It's a choo-choo. Uh, this reminds me of the Redford Theater for some reason, this cover, but it does not remind me of a delicious piece of red velvet cake. Absolutely. Um, so give me a 6.9. It's a funny number, and it's not quite, you know, I would probably buy this because I'm like, oh, that, that beer is probably really soft. You know, maybe it tastes like popcorn. Uh, but uh, it's just not the right image. It's a great image, not the image I want. I wanted a delicious, sexy piece of uh, buttercream, uh, cream cheese frosting. That's what I want. Yeah. I'm going to say, because, I mean, part of the can is you want to make, you want to make your beer more appetizing. You want to fuck the can. Yeah, no. That does not. That just makes me feel like I'm going to be licking a red velvet rope. So it's vaguely sexual, I think. This, I'm going to give it a 1.5. Kind of opening of the curtain. You know, it's. it's what, did, what did you give it? You gave it a 6.1 or 6.9? I gave it a 6.9. Yeah, because it, it looks a little like the velvet, you know, being parted, if you will. So. Mike, uh, I, I, this was on track to be one of my highest rated beers out of this box, but the can absolutely killed it for me. So, Rochester Bills, get your get your shit together. So, this is a 7.06 for me while it was tracking to be close to a 9. Yeah, you know what we should do is uh, <laughs> the uh, Triple Air Decadence had a subtle picture of cake. And what I would do is flip it, right? Give this one the picture of the cake. Give triple air decadence instead of like a, a beautiful red velvet being parted. Maybe like a butthole being parted because that's what it tasted like. <laughs> All right. I think somebody that's... bent over in front of a camera just spreading their butt cheeks, and that would be the triple air decadence. I, Mike, this is as good a time as any. Well, let's wrap up this because. And um... you know what? I will argue that the score would have went up because I would have been like, "This does taste like ass," and then I would have gave it a ten. <laughs> matching, yeah, matching the can. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mike, if you're doing that, you want to make sure that you've got a nice, clean butthole that you're getting a picture you of. And the only yeah, way to get a picture of a clean butthole is to chop up all those hairs, <laughs> get, get everything chopped up down there with the lawnmower 3.0 for Manscaped. Yeah. Mike, uh, if if you're not taking advantage of our deal that we've been sharing with you, <laughs> let me show you what you're missing out. 
Let me tell you what you're missing out on. Oh, don't show us. Yeah. <laughs> all, okay. right. all right, all right. Like, uh, turn the camera down. All right. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this is where we get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we I put patios together. Uh, I'm I'm light and airy and more I, I I'm more aerodynamic now. Hey, never look quicker. Look at look at that. Look at look at me go. Look how fast I am. Look at that cone time. Look at him. He's flying. <laughs> My shuttle is bad. He literally he literally level. Matt shaved two seconds off his cone time. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, I mean that's what we're talking about. We we want you to clean up that area where the uh the twig and berries. Mike, what did, what did you say you had instead of a twig and berries? I, I can't remember, but if, uh, uh, yeah, it was uh uh two bulbs and an ornament, I think was. Ah, very nice. Uh that's uh that sounds like three ornaments. Uh <laughs> that's, those are all right. one non one non bulb. We'll go with that. <laughs> German pickle that goes up on, on German Christmas trees, uh, the pickle. Anyways, we actually uh, have one of those. Oh, yeah. you do? Nice. Uh, Mike, if you're not using the right tools, you could be risking a hair getting in there. And as we like to say, uh, avoid the tickle from that one hair. Avoid the tickle. Shave your pickle. Lawnmower 3.0. This has been going on long enough. We've got the 7,000 RPM motor. Mike, you've got the LED light to shine where the sun don't shine, so you don't miss that one little hair. Clean it all up down there. Don't miss the hair. Shave your pickle and avoid the tickle. How many more rhymes can we make up for this company? We are copywriting fiends. Uh, but yep. <laughs> your dick, shave your dick. There you go. Want to want to want to win at tennis? Shave your penis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Use promo code THPN uh, to get 20 off There we go. <laughs> uh, when it's six o'clock, shave your cock. All right. Because um, it's six in the morning. I don't know. That was terrible. All right. Oh. Delete that one from your memory, but go to manscaped.com. Use promo code THPN to get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, we love the product. We love the underwear that you can get in their package. So I'll say that leather, that leather carrying case is the nicest thing I own. Do you try and fit all of your, your office supplies and your, your – well, I guess you're not going to work right now, but when you were going to work. I still put, like, my computer mouse in there, and I bring it to and fro. Just holding it. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you want to get that uh, neat little mouse carrying kit, uh, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code THPN. Get 20% off and free shipping. All right. Um, moving on. Happy house. <laughs> shave that mouse. All right. Here we go. Nice. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, we're friends. All right. <laughs> what else do we have? Mike, we have, uh, we have a Be the GM. We could finally discuss. We brought it up um, on uh, our last yeah. episode. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's remind the good folks at home. Uh, Mike, be the GM this week. Uh, what's the lowest position in the standings? And again, at the time, it was assuming that the top 16 teams would make the playoffs. And I know it's it's broken up now where they're, we're getting chunks of, of teams from each new division. So it's still yeah. top 16 teams. You get the idea. Uh, what's the lowest position in the standings you would allow the Red Wings to be buyers at the trade deadline? Mike, you could pick 1 to 6, 7 to 12, 
13 to bubble, so you're just kind of like out of the 16 and kind of close on the periphery. And then there's uh, never, of course, because you hate joy. Um, Mike, the winner this week is 7 to 12. So people want a little bit of buffer before they're willing to have the Red Wings get rid of first round picks so that we can try and win a cup this year. That is incredible to me because Mike... Yeah. Out of the 17% of the people that picked Never Because I Hate Joy, I am one of them. I picked Never Because I Hate Joy. I don't, I would just say, you know what? We've got, we've made it to this point. Let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice with this team. I, I mean, if we're at that point, our goaltending is probably off the charts. Bobby Ryan's turned into something spectacular. Maybe Zadina's really panned out. Um, Mantha plays a whole season. He doesn't even have to worry about playing a whole season. You just got to get through 56 games this time. Maybe, it, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's where it all shakes out. We've done enough upgrades on the defense. Like, we play, we uh, we talked to Jay Fresh Hockey last week, and his comments were, you picked up the defensive defensemen. They're, they were bargain, bargain bin defensemen, but it's something where they're low risk, but they could pay off immensely and that could be the, that could be the situation we painted for us like grace comes in puts up a great save percentage uh and we play a, def uh, a tight you know right out in front of the net defensive strategy that's where all the focus is and then we just need to hope for you know a couple of bounces to go our way and we're somewhere in that 7 to 12 range everybody is ready to go and uh and sell sell some of our assets to to make this a playoff team but i i still say if you're at that point, if if you like the the thing would be for me, you made the moves in free agency, right? That that's where you did your your trade deadline move. And this is such a short little dinky season. I don't I don't even want to I don't want to spend assets to win a cup this year. It feels like it's fake. So to me, all that wrapped together. Maybe some people are rolling their eyes and going, "No, if you have a chance to win a cup, go win the cup." But yeah. There's so many things going our way for the future. I mean, we could even just bring back Lucas Raymond because that SHL season will be over. Throw in, throw in Luke. That's our that's our trade deadline acquisition. Tell him like, come on down, and you're going into the <laughs> NHL playoffs. That I, I, that that's how I would do it. I mean, uh, I, you know, uh, last week we had the coconut beer. Um, we had the oh my god, <laughs> and uh, last season the Red Wings had their coconut beer. Um, so, I mean, we had the worst thing possible and now this season, it's, it's just going to look like an improvement. Uh, guys just stay marginally healthy. We just get to Kaiser to play. Uh, we just need you. How about four games? It's a 40 out of 56. That's pretty good. My man, uh, <laughs> you know, Merrill and Stetcher, uh, you know, a couple defensive defensemen, just, uh, stay marginally healthy. Don't let pucks go in and Matt, uh, you know, it's not Jimmy Howard at the end of his career. Everybody has, you know, a rough end of the career. That's why it's the end of the career. Uh, so Grice is, you know, an upgrade there. So you're just, all you're telling me is, okay, some healthier defensemen, some more defensive defensemen, and we're going to do a goalie upgrade. Matt, it, it looks not like a playoff team, right, but inspiring. So I, I really admire our people uh, who voted. Uh, who came in and they're very pragmatic, um, you know, saying that, you know, one to six, okay, that's just, that's just the top. That's, you know, we're obviously you're going to be buyers there. Well, I'll go a little bit lower. So seven to 12, man, I'm going to go with the people on this one. I, I think that's a good spot to be. Um, my second choice would be because I hate joy. Never. Uh, if only because, 
you know, we need to uh, still win that lottery and uh, get that one or two pick. But outside of the uh, odds of that happening, because they are so slight, uh, because it turns out we don't play in Los Angeles or New York, Matt, give me that 7-12 to 12 slot. Oh, all right. I <laughs> That was a really good point, actually. <laughs> They're never going to cheat to let us win the lottery. Only teams like New York. This was the year to do it. All right. What a shot. The, uh, yeah, I thought the yeah. original six thing, you know, we tried waving that flag and uh, nobody was buying it. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I will still say, I think, like, even if we were that at that point, I would still just be waiting for the other shoe to drop. So that's, that's where my never, because I hate joy, lands. And the yeah. last, the absolute last thing we would want is to see a losing streak. I mean, we, we go out four games in the first round. Somebody gets hurt the day after the trade deadline. Like any of that stuff would just be so scary to me. And we know we don't have a roster right now that will stand the test of time. Uh, so that that's where my I hate joy. And I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for hating joy. But uh, I I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if you're if the Red Wings were you know thirteenth. I don't know if that necessarily means they're sellers. Uh, I, I guess if you know it depends on the offer coming in, but it might just be. I don't know. Stan Pat? Uh, 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 I don't know. I guess it would depend on the offer. Matt, 7 12 is the best answer. I, I can't even talk myself into the other one. 7 to 12. All right. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm fine with that. All right. Yeah. So uh, we do have, Mike, the World Junior Championship. Uh, before we jump into your favorite segment, uh, starting today, uh, but I thought it would be a good idea to kind of jump around and, and let the good folks know. Well, when is, when is it a good day to tune in? When is it actually going to benefit uh, the Red Wings fans? And, and of course, it was oh, our last yeah. episode uh, that I'm trying to uh, to pull up right now <laughs> where we uh, we discussed uh, all the players that are moving around in uh, the World Junior Championship. So remind everybody real quick, uh, Mike, you got Lucas Raymond, Niederbach, Soderblom, uh, Albert Johansson, Gustav Berglund. Uh, if those all sound like Swedish names, there's a good reason for it. <laughs> So we're looking for Swedish games. Uh, we also have, um, oh, I'm sorry, Berglund is, is, is Finnish. Uh, he's going to be playing for, for Finland. I, I apologize there. But then uh, Jan Bednash is going to be playing for the Czech Republic. So uh, that that is, <laughs> I'm glad I, I said that because they are playing today at 930 Czech Republic in uh, Finland going at it. Uh, and this is this is the exhibition schedule to, to start. Um, Mike, it'll be tomorrow. We have Sweden and Canada going at it at six o'clock. That'll be a good me measuring stick for all of our Swedes. Uh, you've got uh, on the 22nd, USA versus Finland. Again, we've got uh, Berglund to keep track of. Sweden and Switzerland going at it on the 22nd at 9.30. And uh, the 23rd, uh, we're going to have the Czech Republic and Germany going at it at uh, 9.30. Uh, so... That, uh, that would be your exhibition games. Those are the games where it's uh, it's not quite uh, count yet on the books, but that uh, preliminary round is going to start on December 25th on Christmas Day. Uh, so before our next show, we are still going to have some games that you got to keep an eye on. So on December 25th, you've got Germany and Finland going at it at 6, so you don't miss uh, Berglund. On uh, the 26th, we'll have uh, Sweden going up against the Czechs. So if uh, Jan Bednash could get into the net, uh, you'll have you'll have a lot of good reasons to watch that game. That'll be the 26th. Then I think the last game before we record again 
uh, would be on the 27th where you've got uh, the Czechs and Russia going at it and Finland, Finland and Switzerland going at it on uh, December 27th. And then uh, the medal rounds are, um, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the, uh, the medal rounds, uh, no, not the medal rounds, Jesus, the qualifying rounds uh, start yeah. after that. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I guess I deleted my notes here. Uh, that's why I'm screwing things up. But pretty much, like, I think if you're tuning in, you're going to have a game to watch pretty much every day this week. Um, not, nothing uh, nothing there that you can just sort of write off for, for Red Wings fans, at least. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you if you just needed a quick hit in the arm, uh, when you want to learn about those prospects, see what they actually bring to the table, and instead of, you know, reading a paragraph, uh, I'd, I'd give these a watch. I'm, I'm pretty pumped to watch these guys. Yeah, we, we all know we have the time this year. There's nothing mm. There's no excuse. Yep. Um, all right, Mike, last segment of the show. Everyone's favorite. Are you we ready, Mike? For last. Man, it's another edition of <laughs> Starring head coach Jeff Blaschel. Uh, what I, I do... Oh, cherry pick a quote from the beloved head coach of the Red Wings. And uh, it's usually about a player. Uh, Matt, this week is no exception. Uh, it is about a player on the Red Wings. However, Matt, there's no news in 2020 yet. Uh, that won't be until we ruin the Red Wings active rosters New Year's Eve uh, by making them go to work again. So what we did was go back in the time machine to 2019. Matt, roughly this time last year. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Hopefully you didn't scan through some articles, you cheating son of a gun. All right. So, Matt, get your mindset for last year, 1220-ish. 2020. Now, okay. head coach Jeff Blaschel, he had some words. All right. He had them about a player. <laughs> Can I now, hear it in the Paul Woods version, please? Matt has already chosen to tell his brother to do a Paul Woods impression. Luckily, friend of the show, Paul Woods is here to do just that. Matt, here we go. He's had, uh, I think, a real positive impact on a night-to-night -night basis. He does pretty well in scoring chances in terms of creating more than he gives up. For a defenseman, that's hard to do, and he does a pretty good job of that. He's uh, certainly had his nights where it didn't go as well as any of us wanted, but he's done a good job of being mentally tough and coming back from that. But he's been a real bright spot in a tough, tough triple-layer decadence year. <laughs> okay. I, that, there, by the way, there weren't too uh, many times where we've seen heroic struggle. So that that's the first thing I'm doing is I'm crossing him off the list. Because I don't quick, think... Quick asterisk. That yeah. was a massive sentence by Jeff Blaschel. They just let him go. Just keep go just keep talking. We'll put a period at the end, my man. Just keep going. That, that actually like run on. That's a that's quite a hint there. Uh because he could be so frazzled. He and he's talking about someone he needs to say something nice about because it's going in the paper. But he also wants to throw in some <laughs> truth, right? So <laughs> No, I really like him. He's really good. He's really, he's just, he's, oh my God, he's just defending, defending, defending. What a defenseman. Oh my God, he's so good. Oh, wow. What a guy. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, I think the man I got to pick here is Madison Bowie. It's, gotta, it's not heroic because he wasn't on the struggle bus, but I think every, anybody, any other defenseman would be okay to pick. Um Maybe, maybe probably taking away Patrick Nemeth, but I, I don't know if he's really the guy you look at and go, he's creating scoring chances where Bowie. So, Matt, you've had a real rough streak. I'm going to take Bowie out. So that's I'm going to pretend you get two chances this week. You get one more. God damn it. All right. So you didn't take Heronic out, so let me pick Heronic then. 
Thank God. Mate, you're finally <laughs> off the schneid. Kind of. Kind of. Man, it, was, uh, it was our buddy, the Heroner. There you I go. gave every reason in the world for this answer <laughs> not to be heroic. All right. That's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Matt, dunk it on himself right before he gets it wrong. <laughs> all right, everybody. If you want to check out all the other times that I've dunked on myself, go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. That sounds like I'm giving you a link to my OnlyFans. Um, check out all of our old episodes. Uh, we do have some season previews coming from uh, our blogger, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, if you're out there, are you live? Hello. <laughs> uh, but check that out, everybody. Uh, hopefully he's getting that season preview ready to go before, uh, before the holidays really rush in here. So you guys will have something to read while you're waiting for Christmas dinner to start. Yes. I think we're all going to have a very different Christmas compared to other years. Um, so check that out. Again, BODpodcast.com, discussion.com. We're on Twitter at BODpodcast. We're on Instagram as the brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Uh, and uh, Mike, we'll be, if you're watching right now, we'll be live tweeting uh, WWE TLC tonight, which uh, I think is going to be a great pay-per-view. So if you're wrestling fans, uh, make sure you check out our show, The Brothers of Discussion, but also at BODpodcast to follow along tonight uh, to watch all that fun. Uh, Mike, thank you. And uh, Oh, and we're taking uh, some time off. On uh, Thursday, obviously. Uh, so, bingo, bingo. Yeah. See you, everybody.